0: Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Are you ready to transform some negative beliefs with me today? Because if you're being honest with yourself, the negative beliefs that we carry around degrade you. And if you can't transform them, then they start to own you and dominate your life. So we're gonna use something called recontextualization and muscle testing as our helper here. And that's one part, actually that's the two parts of the rapid enlightenment process. Recontextualization though, specifically, it's a skill that unlocks your limiting beliefs and empowers you to create a reality based on the perspective that all is well. And when you know that all is well, life is easy, effortless, and enjoyable. Let's do this. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So let's talk about this. Transforming negative beliefs is something that empowers you. And it's at the heart of enlightenment. And I know that that's a little bit uh, off color for the typical enlightenment traditionalist. The, the typical enlightenment traditionalist is like, there is no empowerment because you aren't there, because you don't exist and blah, 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 and all of this stuff. And, and while it all sounds really good, in the end, when you investigate and you discuss these ideas with people, what you find is that when they know that all is well, which is essentially the basic perspective of enlightenment, everything gets easier, more effortless, more enjoyable, which means if you are still out in life and you haven't um, squirreled away in a cave somewhere, if you're still out in life and you recognize that all is well, Everything gets a lot easier. You become more productive and more empowered. So there's an old way of looking at enlightenment, which is that you will eventually um, leave society completely. And, you know, that was relevant for the time. And then there's a new way to look at enlightenment, which is that enlightenment is just the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything, that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. And that's it. That's the whole kit and caboodle. Now, it has effect. It affects you everywhere. Peace, joy, flow, love, uh, and a whole bunch of other weird stuff that, that uh, you know, we don't talk about at this moment. But the survival mind goes away. But the survival mind is convinced that all is not well and that you must be on the lookout for the negative things in life. The survival mind is convinced that you're broken, that you need to be fixed that the world is not safe and you better keep your wits about you. And these are all just accidental programs based on uh, genetics and inherited aspects of your consciousness and cultural conditioning. The reality is all is well. There is nothing that needs fixing or improving your whole complete and perfect exactly as you, as you are, which is all lovely, right? Except, you know, how do you get to that state and how do you stay there? And that's really what the four parts of the rapid enlightenment process are all about. The first two are the awareness stage or the awareness of the drunk monkey and the awareness of the hidden motives to survive. And the second two are, are really about transforming your perspective. And that is the muscle testing modality, busting your own dogma, and then the recontextualization. And that's what we're going to do today. So in essence, enlightenment is the presupposition that all is well. It's just a perspective. We are going to use muscle testing to transform statements from all is not well to all is well, boom, and we're going to do it really, really quick. And how we're going to do that is we're going to acknowledge that muscle testing doesn't tell us true or false. Muscle testing literally just tells us if something is strong or weak. And a weak response just means that you're malfunctioning. You're not strong. That your muscles are lacking integrity in that moment. Now that corresponds with feeling stuck and limited and closed off and in a survival state. Whereas a strong response, it doesn't mean that it's true. But what it does mean is that you're strong. That things are functioning that your body is showing integrity, that it's working, that it's operating. And and then that corresponds with being open and creative and resourceful and being in a thriving state. So strong is not true and weak is not false. Strong is just strong. Weak is just weak, that's it. And let's just be honest. I mean, don't you just want to be strong? Because when you're strong, you're not in a survival state. Your mind goes quiet. You know that all is well. You feel confident and empowered. When your mind is quiet, You're flooded with information that wasn't previously available to you because when your mind is chatting and talking, you're distracted. You're distracted by this narrow focus because the chatting is an expression of survival. And in a survival situation, you don't have expansive thinking. You have narrow thinking. When you're strong, you laugh at the insanity of the mind. It's funny. But when you're weak, you listen to every word that the mind says and your life gets really bad. So I asked the spiritual hooligan uh, group, give me some of the beliefs that you are wanting to release and let's just put them to the test and look. And so uh, they've been posting these beliefs that they want to release and I'm going to go through four of them with you today. So the first one is people do not want to talk to me. Now, I assume that this is a salesperson, uh, but I don't know. Maybe it's someone who is completely alone and no one wants to talk to him. I don't know. But I assume it's a salesperson just because that's the context that I have. And people do not want to talk to me is a weakening statement. Now, it may actually be a true statement. People do not want to talk to me. That might actually be true. But it's a weakening context. It weakens the physiology. Here's a more strengthening way to think about it. Sales is a numbers game that strengthens you. Now, that doesn't mean it's true either. But when you think about sales as a numbers game, what happens is your context expands. So now you're able to withstand or or roll with all the people who say no or they're mean or they're nasty or they push you away or whatever that is because you're in this framework that is more expanded and the framework says it's going to take a lot of different responses before I get the one response that I want all is well here's another one that I said about that people who are in need of my product or service will be more open to talking to me So again, this is a strengthening statement, and what it helps me to contextualize is there's some people who aren't in need of my product or service, they're not going to be very open to talking to me. There's some that are, they're going to be more open to talking to me. So if you're in sales, you might play around with context to get your mind moving in the direction of being more productive so that you can do the thing that you said you would do. Here's the second one that somebody posted, and this is, I'm unlikely to regain the full use of my limbs and be able to do my desired activities. Now, clearly this person is experiencing some kind of physiological impediment. They're not able to uh, utilize their their body the way that, they, that, that uh, they want to be able to use it. And this is a weakening statement. I'm unlikely to regain the full use of my limbs and be able to do my desired activities. That doesn't mean that it isn't true. It may in fact be completely true but the context itself causes you to be debilitated, causes the physiology to go weak. And that is not a desired state. So what we wanna do is shift around the context so that you can begin to create a strengthened feeling inside of you, which will then empower you to be more creative, be more open, be more expressive, find new ways. So here's one, I can do the essence of whatever I desire that is a strengthening statement. I can do the essence. So you may not be able to do the exact thing. Maybe you'll never ride a bike, but you could potentially ride something that is like a bike, that it has a similar feeling, that does, that gives you the same kind of vibe. You can do the essence. It may be that you're never going to do push-ups again, but there is likely something that gives you that same exact feeling of strength and power for you in your current state, but you don't know. You don't know until you try. And that's really the next one that I wrote down is that if I'm committed, creative, and resourceful, I can find a way to do just about anything. This assumes that all is well. This is a strengthening statement. If I'm committed, creative, and resourceful, I can find a way to do just about anything. Not anything, if you say, if I can find a way to do anything, then it goes weak. Just about anything is just being honest. There is going to be a margin with which you will not be able to do things. But the, the question is, are you committed? Are you creative? Are you resourceful? Or are you being limited and, and um, creating a victim response? So a victim response says, I'm powerless to do anything. And we can see with all the people who are, are limited with their body, We can see out there in the world that there's all kinds of people, they're limited with their body, but their mind is not limited and they find a way. Then here's the last thing I wrote about it is the only thing that is stopping me is my unwillingness to sift through all the possible ways to do what I want. So we get stuck. That's a strengthening statement. The only way the only thing that is stopping me is my unwillingness to sift through all the possible ways to do what I want. We're unwilling to experiment because we get locked into the benefit of being a victim. There is tremendous value in being a victim. And because we receive the benefit of people's um, concern and worry and attention, it, it for the survival part of you, it doesn't make sense to open yourself up to all the possibilities so we limit ourselves. Here is number three. Number three, men don't like strong, independent women. This is a weakening statement. Men don't like strong, independent women. Now, it it may be true that some men are actually put off by strong, independent women. Okay, great, but men don't like strong, independent women is a weakening context. Here is a strengthening context. Be 100% myself. That is a strengthening context. We got to step back and just say is it men or is it me because there are plenty of strong independent women who are capable of of navigating in all kinds of situations with all kinds of different people and there are plenty of weak and insecure women who are also navigating just fine in all kinds of different situations that it really doesn't come down to how strong and secure you are per se It comes down to your willingness, your flexibility, your your creativity, your resourcefulness. So check this out. Learn how to be influential so that people follow my lead. That's strong. Learn how to be influential so that people follow my lead. It really is on you. You can, for example... Spend time learning about how to communicate effectively with any kind of person, and you will find that, no matter what that person's predispositions are or what their filters are or what their biases are, that with practice, you can actually be fully yourself, completely empowered inside of you, and influence them, connect with them,, um, uh, participate with them. It's never them, it's always you. That is a strengthening statement. It's never them. It's always you. All right, here's number four, and then we'll wrap this up. I'm just never good enough, not smart enough, etc. This is a weak statement that goes weak on, on anybody's body. And the reason it goes weak is that um, the idea of enough in general is arbitrary. It doesn't exist. It's an arbitrary standard, and it's made up. Uh, the second part of it is is that it's an expression of of your fundamental misperception. Your fundamental misperception is an expression of the victim hidden motive. So every single person has a fundamental misperception. Somewhere they have a not enoughness. People don't like me. I'm no good. I'm, uh, you know, I'm less than others. I'm shy. I'm ugly. I'm stupid. I'm fat. I'm, you know, I'm not as smart, blah, blah, something. You have some kind of a am not enoughness going on. Uh, it's standard fare for human beings. And it it really is a part of, um, it's a really a part of the most fundamental survival framework. and if you're going to operate in your enlightened state, you're going to have to confront every part of your survival framework and transform it with the idea that all is well. Here are a couple of statements that will help you to get there. Not enough is an arbitrary standard. That's strong. There is no enoughness. It's all made up. Here's another one. All standards are made up and only relevant because of context. Now, let's be honest. I mean, there are best practices that we have figured out as human beings, and we are so blessed to have survival consciousness because survival consciousness is gonna try and figure out how to mitigate the downside risk, how to remove what is dangerous, how to remove what is uncomfortable, how to create more ease, more efficiency in the outer world. So there are standards that we all agree upon as best practices to extend our life and make our life easier. Brush your teeth every single day. Your teeth will last longer. Okay. That's a standard, but it's made up. You don't have to brush your teeth, but there is a consequence for your action for sure. So the standards that you are holding yourself to are invented and it is highly recommended to give up all standards and then to re-establish standards that are based on what you want, not based on arbitrary made-up rules. Here's the last one. If you're going to make things up, you might as well make things up that feel good and empower you. That's a strengthening thought. And my friend, I really want that for you. So my question for you today is this. What is the negative belief that you're gonna recontextualize and let go of? And what's the new way that you're going to think about it? Will you put that down in the comments for me? I would really love to hear from you. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And I would love it if you would like this daily enlightenment. Look, you you listen to it all the way through. You watch it all the way through. That's what tells these platforms that this is, this is stuff that other people should be checking out. I would appreciate if you would help me get this word out there into the world. So, like it, leave me a comment and share it with your friends. So, go ahead and hit that share button and share it with some of the people that you think this would make a difference for. That's the stuff that that's like the social currency that makes these messages spread out there into the world, okay? You could also... Uh, Join my Spiritual Hooligan Facebook group. I'll put the link down below. You could subscribe to my channel. I put out a new video and audio every single day on all the different platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in to this daily enlightenment.